There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hi, let me, let me talk about talk. Here we go. Uh. Out here said you living life as a gringo. Where you question, where you fit in every time you mingle. They say you do this with not enough that. My rapping is really bad. <laughs> this life as a gringo. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos, of course. And man, uh, first and foremost, I apologize for sounding a little extra nasally today. Uh, it's that time of the year where the allergies are just kicking my ass. So I apologize for that. Bear with me right now. Uh, but with that said, man, I, I want to kind of do an episode on something that has has kind of been... Uh, a topic or an area of my life that I've been really trying to to hone in on and that I've been doing a lot of work towards. And that is the idea of unlocking your creativity. I am somebody who I consider to be pretty creative. I, I, I do obviously creative work for a living. But at the same time, I, I notice certain drawbacks in my ability to just kind of freely create. And then kind of throughout that, I begin to kind of trace back to my earliest memories of of being creative and whether that was encouraged in my household or not. And, and that's kind of a, a part of some of the work that I'm going to get into that I, I've been doing on myself recently. And it just got me kind of, you know, thinking and, and reminded of the fact that oftentimes in our community, the idea of being creative uh, it kind of comes secondary because there are so many other priorities, especially when you talk about being first, second generation, uh, you know, in this in this country. And and the idea of doing something creative for a living sounds outlandish to the average person. But when you talk about people who have been just struggling to survive and, and get better and, and, you know, basically are just trying to provide a better life than where they came from, you know, there's there's a lot of this philosophy of trying to play it safe and just get a job that, you know, you know, you can always kind of have a guaranteed paycheck from and that should be the focus. So I want to kind of dive into a bit of all that in today's episode. Of course, I'll get y'all's opinion on this. I want to hear how some of y'all grew up. So we'll talk about that in our Mi Gente segment. Uh, We'll also kind of dive into a bit of my background and and my relationship with creativity and how it was a part of my life or not a part of my life growing up. Uh, But first, let's do kind of a bit of a a deep dive. We'll, We'll touch on 
something that I've been working on in a class that I recently took in regards to unlocking your creativity. And we'll kind of also talk about the mindset that I feel like uh, much of our community has. And we'll also talk about this uh, this study, this report that happened that actually proves, statistically speaking, numbers-wise, that black and brown people are actually lesser represented in creative fields. So, of course, we'll do all that in our deep dive in a segment we call For the People in the Back. Say it louder for the people in the back. All right, so first and foremost, I, I kind of want to, I guess, sort of start at the beginning of, of this sort of journey I'm on right now when it comes to my creativity. You know, like I had mentioned at the top of the show, obviously I, I do creative things for a living, but what's become a bit of a challenge for me is, is the idea that the things that I used to do for fun that were kind of my escape from everyday life that would provide me with relief, uh, you know, from, from everyday life have now become the things I have to do in order to pay the bills. And, and not to say that I don't love doing them anymore, but at the same time, they don't provide that sort of relief from everything that they, they once did. Now, they still make me happy. They still energize me. But there's something different about kind of being able to sit in a room and just freely create something with no real intention, uh, aside from just kind of wanting to get an idea out of your head, and then also having to literally have to sit there and and create something uh, you know, to keep the lights on. It just it just kind of blurs the lines a bit, I feel like, between this thing that was sort of my therapy and now something that that is literally determining whether I can buy groceries, you know, or, or not, right? So I, I wanted to kind of dive into how to get back into this place of just freely creating, of giving myself the permission to not create with the intention of producing something that provides me with money, but just with the intention of it being something that makes me happy. So I took a a class for, for Hoffman uh, process graduates. And for anybody that's not familiar, I know we have a lot of new listeners on the, on the podcast these last few weeks. I actually went to a personal growth retreat back in December called the Hoffman process. If you're not familiar, I highly suggest looking up. It really, I think, changed my life for the better and how I, I look at so many different things in this world. But they have kind of these these virtual classes for for graduates of the process or graduates of the virtual process and and this one that I took they have different topics that you can kind of touch upon each day but this one I took was about unlocking your creativity and for me you know I'm I'm kind of just really trying to mine my brain right now figure out the nuances of it what makes it work what makes it tick you know how do I kind of optimize my my happiness if you will you know, I, I've kind of been full disclosure in a bit of like this uh, fog, a little bit of kind of this up and down roller coaster ride as far as like my I don't want to say happiness, but just kind of uh, the the stability of my happiness. You know, there's definitely been a bit of like that depression seeping back in a little bit. And I and I'm kind of trying to figure out what exactly it is that really re-energizes me and makes those kind of feelings uh, kind of go away. And I've discovered that in the times that I've been able to kind of get really into those creative modes where you kind of just like lose yourself and you're literally just hyper present to what you're working on. You get into this flow state. I, I end up leaving those moments feeling very energized and feeling really great about myself. So I, I'm trying to kind of get into those moments as, as much as possible. So I took this class and and one of the Hoffman things is, you know, they they 
kind of really firmly rests on like the cornerstone of much of what we believe, our feelings, all the things that we're kind of battling, you know, stems back to some sort of trauma, some sort of narrative, some sort of pattern we got from our parents. So for me, when I think about growing up, it's it's had a really big, profound impact on on how, you know, I view creativity and its place in my life. And I want to dive into that a bit more when our Mi Gente segment. So I'll kind of table that there as far as my experience goes. But it also got me thinking like, man, I'm sure that I'm not the only one who has had a similar upbringing, especially when I think about my community, you know, the Latin community and of course the the black community as well, because I feel like we share similar things like this. You know, I, I talk about this so much on the podcast, but this idea of survival mode, right? That so many of our, our parents, you know, uh, come from, you know what I mean? They they were in survival mode of just trying to create a, a stable life, you know, and as a result, you know, they didn't have the relaxation or the the freedom or the peace of mind to to consider creativity, right? To embrace creativity. And of course, I'm kind of speaking a bit generally here. I think everybody's upbringing is a bit different. But I know that oftentimes, you know, the narrative for our community is, is you know, listen, get a job that is safe, you know, and, and get a job that, you know, has a, a guaranteed salary, you know, get go to college and graduate with a degree that gets you a guaranteed job. You know, that is the the main focus. We don't care about if you love it or not, all that matters is you being able to have a steady paycheck. And obviously, many of us you know, have followed suit in that. This is very typical of immigrant communities. I mean, there's obviously various like stereotypical jobs for various communities. And it's because in the household, the parents, our parents have pushed these certain narratives on us, you know, and their parents, you know, before them have done that. I, I think about my own father and, you know, he had an interest in communications and journalism. I believe it was TV more specifically, but like similar to me. And, you know, he kind of was pushed more into this this safe route of of working for like these these phone companies, you know, and and that is where he ended up focusing his time and his energy. And he's always had an entrepreneurial spirit and things like that. But the mindset that was created for him growing up was always to play it safe. You know, you have to make sure you play it safe. That is the highest priority. Your happiness comes second. And listen, I get it. You know, many of us are coming from dire circumstances or neighborhoods that aren't the the best, you know, aren't the the safest, you know, are coming from circumstances that aren't ideal. Unfortunately, there are so many t- statistics about our community that kind of contribute to this idea that you are just trying to survive, right? You just need to find a, a way to make it out. But I don't necessarily think that this idea of just survive, survive, survive is the kind of best way to to get around this this idea of really having to survive, right? Because I think, you know, there is no such thing as quote unquote safe jobs. I mean, look at the fucking pandemic. I think so many people have gotten laid off from their quote unquote safe job when shit hit the fan. I know my father got laid off from his quote unquote safe job, you know, post 9-11 when the economy tanked, you know, and, and then uh, in, in 2008 when we, we had the, the recession, you know, so, I mean, when you when you think about all the stuff, nothing is really safe. So why not try and embrace people's creativity and kind of help them figure out the actual path towards making that something they could possibly do for a living? To me, that's that's a bit of my approach when I think about this stuff. And listen, it's interesting because, you know, many people in our community 
don't have this sort of information as far as like, well, what does it actually take to make it in this field, right? Like, for example, for me, for media, my parents didn't know what it actually meant. They just thought it was for, you know, people who are born into money or born into connections, and they're the only ones who can make it happen, you know? And that was their idea of making a career in media. And and listen, it's, it's interesting because I pulled this article from nynmedia.com, and they're talking about the idea that black and brown workers are are very much underrepresented in creative fields. And this one is specifically talking about New York City, but I'd imagine it's probably similar numbers across the country. They talk about how in creative college programs or in creative industries in the workforce, black and brown people are underrepresented. They go on to say that while black workers make up about 20% of New York City's workforce, they account for less than 10% of workers in fashion, architecture, creative goods, such as pottery and furniture, and similar industries, according to the report from workforce development nonprofits, such as Here to Here, CareerWise New York, and DreamYard. Latino workers are also underrepresented in architecture, performing arts, and entertainment, and digital media. And, and they go on to kind of talk about recommendations to kind of how to actually, you know, cure this and how to actually push more black and brown people into these creative fields. They say the studies recommend that community organizations and high schools provide stronger education and awareness about the viability of jobs in the creative sector and calls for additional funding for students from low income families to access more arts programming. And, and I love this kind of idea because I think many of us have been tricked to think that the jobs like this don't exist. You can never find a job in a creative field. Never, ever. You can't survive off of, off of your art. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that it's it's easy. But at the same time, there are plenty of jobs like even if you, you know, don't get to be a, a fucking like full time painter, you know, and you want to just be selling your art left and right. Like if you become good at graphic design work, commission based work, things like that, that's a huge industry right now. Like when I was growing up, I remember all that kind of stuff. People were like, don't go into that field. You'll never make money. But now it's like, look at how many businesses are popping up. How many people need logos? How many people need website design? How many people need all, you know, this, that, and the third, right? Videographer work. Like I have a, a friend who, you know, started out with me doing a lot of my photos and video stuff. And I'm constantly sending him opportunities to get paid to do it. You know, there are so many different things. If you have enough hustle, enough drive, you can make it work. The world is opening itself up, you know, in that way with so many people kind of creating their own businesses or side hustles like we talked about uh in a previous podcast like they need people who are able to do these different types of jobs for them you can make a living freelancing or working for a company that you know wants more digital and graphic design and shit even when i look at you know iheart media who who owns the the podcast company that i'm on michael Tuda, and who i've worked for for you know years at this point like they're only expanding their digital team of videographers, of graphic designers and all that, right? Like that, all that stuff is highly in demand as we move into this digital world. And of course, I'm just kind of showing you one sector, but things like fashion, you know, that's never going away. You know, all these different industries, you just have to kind of find what is the best path to get there. Is it a, a school that is known for great networking and career and internship opportunities for those when they're coming out of school or while they're in school? so they can make the connections to get into the workforce, you know, uh, whatever it is, you just have to kind of find the, the path, but it does very much so exist in this world. The problem is we're all being trained by like this ancient thinking. And, and listen, again, I'm never shaming parents. I'm never shaming the way they sort of think about these things. But at the end of the day, 
you know, we don't live in the same world that they did, you know, when they were our age, you know, and they were, again, just trying to survive, just trying to truly build a, a life for themselves. You know, we have a, a level of privilege and a level of opportunity that they didn't have. And when we bring up things like the great resignation and all these different things that we're seeing like that, I don't think we're going to be living in a world where people are just interested in playing the safe route and taking whatever miserable job they can just because it's the safest one you know, that will give them a consistent check. I think people are realizing there's far more opportunities, that they have far more time than they thought they did. You know, you don't have to have it all figured out at 18 years old, at 21 years old. You still have a whole life ahead of you to, to figure this stuff out. And, and people are going to be taking their time and, and at least try to find a career in something that that fulfills them. And even even at the at the very least, if you're not doing it for a career, to me, if you are a, a creative person, this kind of shit just oozes out of you. And when you are not doing something creative for, for you know, a period of time, when you're not consistently doing something creative, a part of you slowly begins to, to die and it eats away at you each and every day and it affects your mental health. And I, I say that, you know, from a from personal experience, you know, I'm constantly if I'm driving in the car, I'm taking a shower, I'm thinking of random ideas, you know, I'm getting inspired by music that I listen to. And I, I, you know, feel the need to go and just try and dab with something. And when I try and suppress it, like, oh, that's just a waste of time. I gotta do so many other things. That's when I start getting into like, these like phases and these these kind of spells uh, when it comes to depression. You know what I mean? Like creativity really has the potential to be a, a real outlet for you. And I'm not even talking just like art. I mean, people are creative when it comes to men using their hands to build things and, and do things around the house, whatever the case may be. Like all that falls under this idea of the creative realm. But it first starts with, just giving yourself the permission to be creative, kind of circling back to the the Hoffman class that, that I was talking about. You know, one thing that I kind of recognized about a lot of the people that were in there and, and many of whom um, didn't work in creative fields and kind of were really just trying to tap into their creativity uh, as kind of this like therapeutic thing to do. They weren't giving themselves the, the permission to do it. They were worried about being too perfect. You know, they were worried about uh, people judging them, you know, all these different things that we've been taught from from growing up, you know, and as a result, they felt like something is lacking in their life. And and I think it's just important to remember that, like, you don't need a reason to be creative. If you're on like TikTok or something and you see something that inspires you, somebody doing one of these like DIY projects and you're interested in doing it, why not try it? Like, I, it doesn't actually have to produce anything of quality. It doesn't have to produce anything that you can impress somebody with I, I guarantee you the hour two hours that you get lost doing it will give you this energy and this relief that that makes it totally worth it even if it ends up being terrible you know you don't have to actually be you know doing it for a job I was talking about obviously people who are creative and want to do it in a creative field but to me creativity is is like going out and taking a walk to, to clear your head right it's like going on vacations why do we do all of those different things you know because they they energize us. They provide us a bit of relief from the, the everyday kind of bullshit of life, you know. And that's why I believe, you know, really tapping into your creativity is so, so important. And that actually leads me to kind of I want to get into a bit of my journey with this. We'll do it in the Mijente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community 
Because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, so I mean, if, if you've been following me or listening to the podcast kind of for, for a minute, you you know a bit of my story when it comes to my, my journey. You know, I, I grew up, you know, not really feeling supported by my parents when it came to my creative endeavors, not feeling like they ever believed that I could truly make it a career and that, you know, I was actually talented, to be quite honest, you know, in, in my artistic endeavors, you know, it always felt like they were able to recognize other people's talent rather than my own. And, and obviously, you know, if you've listened to any of the episodes, I've done a great deal of work with my parents where we've really got uh, an amazing relationship these days and healed a lot of those wounds. And and with that said, I also feel like I don't give my parents a tremendous amount of credit when it comes to being supportive because I, they did. You know, I played drums and, you know, they, they bought me a drum set and they got me drum lessons. You know, it really wasn't up until I expressed my interest in trying to make music a career that they began to push back, which of course, brings its own level of hurt and things like that. But at the same time, I can't say they didn't support me at all because I know there are plenty of stories of people who told their parents they want to play an instrument and their parents never supported that journey. But with all that kind of said, my history a bit, I'm also right now, like I, I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm blessed that I get to you know do my creativity as a career. But at the same time, I need to find ways to relieve some of the stress that, that comes on with everyday life, you know, and and and. For me, a lot of the things I'm getting paid to do now were the means that I did that. So it's important that I begin to dabble and give myself the freedom to create, you know, 
And when I took that class, that, that online class with Hoffman, one thing that they pointed out to me was the fact that my parents only valued creativity, only really valued it when it was making money or brought upon some sort of status, right? So my parents would never kind of ask like, oh man, like how did that gig make you feel? Did you have a lot of fun doing it? It would always be like, oh, the first question would always be like, how much did they pay you? You know, and, and not that my parents are like these overly materialistic people, but to them, it was only a victory and only worth the amount of time that went into it if somebody was paying me. And anybody who's been in a creative endeavor, building a career, blah, 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 you know, it takes a lot of time to actually start getting paid or get paid, you know, anything that would be worth telling somebody about. Part of it is just building up your, your name, but also at the same time, just enjoying the process because it truly is therapeutic, you know, to really fall into that flow state of being creative. So for me now, I find it hard to just create for the sake of creating, you know, because when I was younger, I was creating to prove them wrong, right? To prove to them that I can make a career out of this, to prove to them that I am talented. And now that I've done that, you know, I I find it hard to just kind of sit down and be like, you know, I'm going to go and like mess around with this idea I've had it in my head. I have to like create this back story. Okay, if I do it, maybe I can sell it to this or I can make money this way. I can pitch it for this. It'll do this for me. And that ends up kind of ruining the freedom of the creative process, like the therapy of it. Because when I dive into it, let's just say like making a song or something just for fun. If I'm overthinking the idea of like wanting to, you know, make it a single that I put out to the world, I end up putting too much pressure on myself. And when it doesn't sound the way that I hoped it would, the way that it sounded in my head, I then become depressed because I feel like I failed. It makes me feel like I'm not, not talented. It brings back those feelings of not feeling good enough, you know? And that's what I've been kind of trying to, to get rid of, you know, is, is I just want to kind of, live my life in this constant state. And and actually, and actually, I think a credit to Rob Deerdeck from Robin Big and Ridiculousness. I was listening to his podcast and he references this book uh, that I've read, the, um, the Science of Getting Rich. But it just kind of talks about always trying to stay in this perpetual mindset, right? And, and, and I'm kind of veering off going a little bit all over the place because I think for me, my reason I really want to tap into my creativity is to kind of like fight back against some of this depression that I feel sometimes, you know, and, and some of these 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 sort of feelings of lack of fulfillment at times, because I, I know that it's really like, it's my inner child wanting to play, wanting to have fun and wanting to create, you know, and I have to like make space for that as, as tough as, as it is sometimes and not put any pressure on that inner child to create something that's going to be like my next million dollar idea, right? But back to, to Rob Deerdeck, he has a podcast and talks about this concept based from that book of, of kind of making sure your brain is always doing one of, of three things, you know, one problem solving. So if you actually do have an issue, actively making sure that you solve that problem so it doesn't linger, you know, and, and, and also makes you avoid like worrying about problems that you can't actually solve at that moment because you're, you're saying, OK, I'm only focusing on the problems I can solve right now. Then I move on. The other part of it is is creating your future. So that might be working on your business plan, your ideas, setting your goals, all those different things. Uh, the one of the other ones he says is experiencing the present and enjoying what you're doing in that moment. You know, and this is really just means like really enjoying living life. And actually, it's four things. And the fourth one is being creative. And the idea is that you're always going to be doing one of these four things throughout the course of your day. And I know this might feel a bit like escapism, but I also think it's kind of like consistent nourishment of the soul. So it's like these four things you are always constantly trying to do. You don't allow yourself to kind of just sit there and flop and 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 get depressed and like not climb out of bed, right? You always want to be doing one of these 
four things. So if there's a problem, you're trying to be proactive and solve it. You're not just letting it linger. You're not sitting there dwelling on it. You're not sitting there making yourself feel bad about it. You're taking the action, any action that you can. And when you can't take any more action, you move on from it, right? Creating your future, right? Your 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 goal setting, all those different things. And and obviously, you know, vacation time being present, being with your family, making that a priority. If you're watching a movie with your significant other, that doesn't mean you're on Instagram. It means you're really focusing on enjoying that movie with your significant other. But the creative part for me has been kind of where I've been trying to keep myself in and where I've been noticing the most sort of effect. Like, you know, I I had gotten into spoken word poetry and I must laugh because it's kind of embarrassing, but I got into spoken word poetry uh, during the pandemic and I and I recorded something. I had to show it to my girl and she was blown away by it. I was like, man, you got to like, you know, hone in on this. And I kind of was like, all right, yeah. But I kind of kept pushing it off. Well, I got other things I'm working on pushing it off. But like these last few weeks, I've been working on it. And and ironically enough, it's kind of turned into something I'm putting out. But the more I dive into this, this creative thing, the more I'm getting into this like flow state, had the happiest I've ever been, like genuinely energized. Like my girl is telling me you just sound different. Like realizing that that is kind of, I think, the thing that I've been missing because I've always been good at creating my future. You know, I've always been good at goal setting. I've always been good at problem solving. You know, I don't run away from from problems or try to avoid them. I've always been good at like, let's just fucking tackle it head on and move on from it. You know, experiencing life, being present, that's something that I've done a lot of work in. But staying consistently creative and making sure that I'm using any real free time that I have to just blindly create and have fun with. I've probably never done that since I was a little kid. And now I'm trying to get to that place. And I have been, you know, as an adult, and I'll be real with you, you know, this last week or so, I've been kind of falling off the ladder a little bit. My schedule got kind of packed where I couldn't have that time to freely create. My puppy was being a pain in the ass, all the above life happening, right? I had some errands to run, things like that, you know, and I've noticed a difference. I noticed that my my energy, my headspace has kind of, uh, you know, been cloudy, gotten negative a bit. And I'm re- and that's why I'm pushing so hard right now. I wanted to kind of share this episode was power and unlocking creativity. I'm sure so many of you out there are feeling a bit depressed, unfulfilled, and not really sure why, you know, you're trying all these different things, you know, you're doing all these different self care routines and journaling and all the above. And sometimes you're still just not feeling like yourself. And, and, you know, to me, when it comes to depression, anxiety, all those different things, it's about finding the right key that fits at that particular time. And I think the idea of having something creative that you go to having that in your arsenal, something that you truly enjoy doing that you get lost in that you get into like this flow state where you just blank out for like an hour or two doing this one thing. And it seems like that's the only thing that matters or exists in this world. Like that's something you need to add to your arsenal to combat some of those those feelings. And, and I don't care if you consider yourself a creative person or not. Again, the point of this is not to create a masterpiece that like buys you a mansion or or, or something like that. You know, maybe for those of you who truly do love art, great. This might be a way to build a career out of it. But at the same time, this goes for anybody, anything that is creative. Again, it do, it could literally be making fucking candles. It could be making shelves for your wall. Like I've done that and I had the best time ever doing it, you know, like whatever it might be, find ways to get lost in that flow state. And I promise you, it will do wonders for your mental health. Like I've talked about the inner child various times in, in this podcast, and you probably heard plenty of other people talk about it. But so many of us kind of grow up suppressing that inner voice. Uh, Terrence Howard has this video I saw. It was like a reel on Instagram where he was giving a speech talking about how around 13 or 14, we begin to ignore that kid that's inside of us, right? 
you know, we begin to get a little bit more serious about life and, and feel like we don't have that time to play. And the reality is so many of us are walking around unnecessarily stressed or unfulfilled because we're ignoring that part of ourselves that needs play. Like there's no way around it. I don't care how old you are. We all need laughter. We all need that downtime to just have fun and be silly and to experiment and to create regardless of what you do for a living, regardless if you consider yourself, again, creative or not. We all need that time where our inner child just is able to shine and have fun with something. And if you suppress that, it comes out in other ways. It comes out in you lashing out at your family, you being depressed, you buying shit that you don't need just to bring some sort of feeling of like validity. You know what I mean? Like all of the above happens when we ignore our inner child or ignore other parts of ourselves. So that's why it's so important to like, Unlock this creative side of yourself. Don't have any pressure that it has to be good. It's just important that you actually do something for yourself that allows you to have that time to play. Now, with that said, I want to hear from y'all in our Mi Gente segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Ask a gringo. All right, so for this week's Mi Gente segment, I made it really simple. I was curious about you and your upbringing when it comes to creativity. You've heard my story. 
Uh, so I, I'll ask, you know, was creativity embraced by your family growing up? Tell me about it. Now, obviously, this is based upon the fact that much of the way that we think about things is based upon what our parents did or didn't do. So let's read a few of the answers that I got here. At Rebecca underscore DLM says, no, we had to choose a path that would, quote unquote, guarantee wealth, like being a doctor. And yeah, this is a common, common thing that you you hear, you know, the idea that you need to acquire wealth, that everything else is a waste of time. You need to acquire wealth. And and listen, I get it. We all need to survive. We all need a place to live. We all need to be able to put food on the table to be able to take care of our families. But at the end of the day, we also need to find a way to be happy. That has to be thrown in the mix as well. And sadly, that's sort of like this unspoken thing that never gets mentioned, you know, when you have these types of conversations. And and that's kind of where things begin to to go awry, you know, because money and wealth and all those things are helpful tools, but they mean nothing if you are miserable throughout the process of getting them and you're just wasting your precious time here on this earth working for something that makes you incredibly miserable without at least some sort of break from it. At Elizabeth underscore ZR said, not so much. And for that reason, I give my girls access to be creative every day. They choose their own clothes. They layer different patterns. Sometimes they don't match, but they're happy. And that's what counts. I absolutely love this so much because this is a lot of the work that I talk about, too, when we mention breaking generational curses, right? This idea that that just because we were taught one thing doesn't mean that we then have to pass it on to the next generation and have them relive all the same trauma that we went through, right? This is the idea of, you know, seeing how things were for you and recognizing that that probably was not the best route. So I'm going to do different for my kids and and provide them with a, a vantage point that I wasn't fortunate enough to have at their age. And that's so beautiful. And I commend you for, for doing that. Let's see. Last one. Jade writes it. As long as my grades were prioritized, I could be as creative as I wanted. It helped me to hit the books and learn to understand how education could help fuel my creative ventures. Not always easy, but as a woman of color, I understand. And it prepared me to do the work heading into the world. Oh, I love this one. Shout out to Jade. I, I love this one because I think that I probably would would say the same thing to my kids, you know, not only from an education standpoint, which I think, you know, listen, your, your basic years of education, I think, are pretty vital for the most part. But I also think it makes you have to actually work for your creative endeavor. Right. I've seen plenty of of like rich kids that literally their their parents were paying and funding their entire artistic creative career. And they weren't expected to work or really do much else. And, and you know, upon working with them, I, I saw that they didn't have the same kind of drive and discipline that I did. You know, when things got tough, they were more likely to fold. And, and you know, it, it showed me kind of this idea of like nature versus nurture, right? Like they hadn't had to experience kind of the obstacles and the, the sort of hurdles that one must go through to truly, you know, get to live your your life of creating art, you know, and as a result, they weren't prepared, you know, for when life punched them in the mouth. So I think things like this are really beneficial when you talk about things like that. And especially like Jade said, as a woman of color, you're already going to have it more difficult than than the average person, you know, being a woman and being a woman of color, you know, there's going to be other hurdles in your way that most people won't ever have to experience. So yeah, I, I agree. I think that as tough as it might be and as frustrating as it might be as a kid at times. I love this kind of thing because it's, again, making your kids have to show you how much they value 
their their creativity and the creative projects that they want to do? Are they willing to put in the work and have to, you know, adhere to a certain standard in school to get the freedom to then, you know, have you truly backing them up in, in their creativity? And again, I think I would adapt something like this for my kids. You know, if if you do well in school and you prove to me in that way that you're actually really dedicated to this idea of, of being creative in art, I will open the fucking doors for you and and assist you in any way I can to helping you kind of bring your ideas to life. But you have to first prove to me that you actually want this and, and that it's actually something worth me investing my harder money and, and my time into. And 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 again, I think like like Jade said, you know, your kids will be better, better off for it. And I think have a bit more of that that grit that they need to to survive in a world that is is more than happy to just slam a door in their face. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for participating in the conversation at DJ Dramos on Instagram. If you want to be a part of these, I do it for each and every episode. And with that said, let's wrap it all up in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. Mm. All right, y'all. I mean, I'll I'll keep it kind of short and simple here because I feel like I touched on so many different things in this episode. But I think to reiterate, it's incredibly important for us to have the freedom to be creative, whether you want to pursue it as a career or you want to use it as a means to have some time to yourself to alleviate some stress, to kind of provide yourself with a bit of self-care, whatever it is, like you need to first and foremost, give yourself the freedom to be creative. And that part of that means, depending on how you were brought up, letting go of some of the things that your parents taught you. For example, like, like my parents, you know, that creativity, creative projects were only worth it if it provided some sort of financial gain or some sort of status gain. That's something that I am unlearning right now as I begin to kind of get into this next phase of my life where I'm just wanting to create with all of my free time and and with no real purpose other than just trying to create this energy and this happiness for myself and this fulfillment for myself on a daily basis. And to that note, you know, for those of you who are just looking to create for, for creating joy and play in your life, Remember, you don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be up to the standards of people you see on social media or on TV. This is for you. The checklist you need to have is, did it make me happy, right? Did it bring me joy? And if you can say yes to those things, then it was a successful project, regardless if it gets thrown in the trash, regardless if you can't actually do anything with it, as long as it brought you joy and happiness in the moments that you were doing it, it energized you. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Doesn't matter if anybody else gets it, anybody else likes it. Again, that's all irrelevant. Did it bring you joy? Did it bring you happiness? If so, then it was a success. And for anybody who wants to use their creativity for their career, don't allow anybody to convince you that it's not possible, that there's not enough jobs, that there's no route for that. You have to figure it out. Look at the people who you are interested in, the people who are you know, doing the thing that you want to do. And reverse engineer what they did, be it the college they went to, the internships, the path that they took, the mentors, the type of people they tried to meet, the the communities that they got involved in, whatever it is, find that path because there is one. And the reality is people are going to tell you, oh, you should find the safe route to get the safe check. There's no such thing, especially in today's world. Things are moving, changing so damn quickly. There's no such thing as the safe job. People are getting laid off from the safe job all the time. And I can tell you from somebody who experienced my father taking the safe route only to be let go as the economy struggled. I know for a fact that he has regrets and you can see it and hear the way that he talks about things he would have liked to have done. And I don't wish that upon anyone. It's okay to 
try something and to fail, but to never try something that you're gently interested and passionate about, that is unacceptable. And with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into another episode. I appreciate y'all. I've been getting some new reviews, so I appreciate you. If you haven't yet, leave us a a good review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a comment, and I will be giving away uh, some gringo hats. Screenshot it. Send it to me on Instagram, and I'll pick some people to win that. And, man, with that said, I'll catch you all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. So then, stay safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life... I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.